0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Chillin' Your Boot podcast and we're back for 2020, aren't we Benny? Yep, it's great to be back. We've got a massive guest today, a former Zimbabwe international cricketer, but more importantly, a fo- former college cricketer and great friend of the show, Sol Meyer. Sol, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, it's great to be here, thanks for all of
1: the invites.
0: No worries. No worries, anytime. Um, so you started your career at... In 2008, at the Under-19 World Cup for Zimbabwe, how memorable is that tournament for you?
1: Um, Well, the World Cup was, uh, you know, it was a culmination of, obviously, a lot of uh, work as a junior cricketer. You know, everyone's goals to go to that Under-19 World Cup when you're a youngster. So, yeah, it was a very... um, um, Yeah, it was an exciting feeling to get there, but it was also... You know, it was a very tough time for Zimbabwe Because uh, that's probably our lowest yeah. um, As a country When we were you know, struggling
2: So it was a bit of a, a Bittersweet Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, you moved over to Australia The following year Playing for the College Cricket Club How benef- beneficial do you see this decision To come here And, and for not only your cricket But your life
1: um yeah it was pretty you know um, having grown up uh, in that environment, I guess a new uh, a new a new a new look at life uh, getting to see what um, uh, other people do in different parts of the world, you know the challenges, how other guys sort of uh, take the game to the next level i you know I really uh, learned a lot coming to Australia i mean um the opportunities to play consistent cricket uh meet some um uh different coaches and yeah. you know uh i, I definitely yeah it, it uh it uh, took to a whole new level challenge me and then obviously the the way of life is you know um way better than uh, what we had back home um hence i never left i so yeah. i enjoyed being uh so my home now
0: yeah and how hard was it moving so far away from home at such a young age?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's always challenging, but um, I probably had been... Uh, I prepared myself somewhat, somewhat, you know, being in boarding school all my life. Um, so it was almost like I was in boarding school. Uh, obviously, there's an element of you've got to go home at some point. But, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad, I guess, and having all those mates around, Made it so much fun, and you really don't miss too much, I guess. But, uh, yeah, yeah you're still, you still
0: able to catch up with everyone over the phone.
2: Nowadays, a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, and then you moved up to Melbourne to play Premier Cricket, where you've played for Carlton, Essendon, and more res- recently, Northcote. Over wow. your career, can you give us an insight into the comp- competitiveness of Premier Cricket? Yep. Um, Premier Cricket's
1: pretty... Uh, it's been, uh, you know, a good ground for, uh, you know, guys to spring from uh, if they want to play higher. It's a pretty competitive uh, league with, um, you know, most of the uh, you would expect uh, some rounds for guys that you know represent you know Australia like Jimmy Pattinson, Peter Cyril. They still occasionally, you know, come down and yeah. play the odds. great game. I think it's it's an amazing feeling for anyone playing Premier Cricket to be able to. Be on the field with some of those uh, guys when they when they do eventually get a break in their calendar, or even the state players, you know your, your Peter Hands and yeah. all these guys, your Stoinesses. So it's, it, when when everyone is, is is back, it's very 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 highly competitive. And obviously when they're not, it's good opportunities for guys to challenge themselves against uh, you know uh, you know club stalwarts, guys that have been playing for for a long time, and um, it's pretty much only two. Two levels below state cricket so
0: yeah
1: uh or one one level below depending on how you look at it and you know a couple of stages away from international so it's it's a very vital uh, cog in the in the wheel um uh for for anyone wanting to to go to the next level
0: yeah definitely um in the third edition of the bbl the melbourne renegades picked you up as a community rookie where you played a couple of games at the back end of that season did you ever see yourself playing Big Bash going into that year?
1: Uh, well, to be honest, I didn't because uh, my first uh, knowledge of the community rookie contract was you—you you pretty much—it's a—it's a learning experience. So I was sort of—I succumbed to just being on the bench and you know yeah. learning and watching those guys prepare, and then uh, I turned up to a game and uh, they told me I was playing in the warm-up game. I actually. Brought my bag just thinking maybe I might need to field if something yeah. happened. and you know, I didn't really get, expect to get a game, and then, oh, well, you know, um, one thing led to another. You know, I made 100, and then <laughs> yeah, everything started opening. So, um, yeah, it was very, uh, it was a bit of a surprise, but that's what you prepare for, that's what you practice for those moments yeah. when you get to the one opportunity. So. It ended up being, uh, you know, uh, good timing, I guess, for, 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 for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: And in November 2014, you made your ODI debut for Zimbabwe. How special a day was that for you?
1: Yeah, it was pretty special. Um, you know, you no one knows when they're going to make their debut. Uh, I certainly didn't. Um, and I certainly didn't expect it to be in Bangladesh. So... You know, when you finally get that opportunity, um, yeah, it's really it's surreal because um, it happens so quickly, mate. Um, and you just yeah, everything uh, that you work hard for, you know, straight it just sort of hits you. Uh, but it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing feeling when you get there, and that's a, it's a testament of the work that you put in, I guess. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good sort of eye-opener for me as well uh, in
0: that first game of the season, foreign conditions. Yeah. Uh, you were included in Zimbabwe's squad for the 2015 World Cup where you did some of your best work, namely some incredible hitting off Premier South African bowlers Dale Steyn and Mornay Morkel. How do you look back on that tournament?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it had the same bittersweet sort of feeling for me. Um, because most people remember those moments. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, think, you know, uh, I was sort of uh, not really settled in the team. You know, I was being changed batting position. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a few things happening, injuries. So whilst it was, uh, yeah, there was some positives, some really good positives. And obviously, you're playing a World Cup. Most people dream of doing that. So that was the highlight. And then you know, there were still issues that. Probably could have made it more more fun uh, being really consistent and being given those opportunities but I'm not complaining uh yeah. and, you know just looking back it's probably something that would have uh you know made it more enjoyable but you know when you when you when you perform against some top quality bowling uh it just gives you more confidence in what you're doing,
2: yeah. And your maiden ODI century came a couple of years later against Sri Lanka. Is that one of the better innings that you've played?
1: Um, yeah, well, in the context of uh, where it sort of put us and winning a series, uh, while well, starting off the series well, yeah, it, uh, it's it's certainly up there for me. I mean, you know, scoring a hundred is. Uh, is a is a is a, is a dream for most people uh, at any level. So to be able to do it at international level is is definitely something that I cherish. Um, but you know the innings started off pretty scratchy. I mean, if you watched it, and then I was a bit lucky with some decisions going my way, and then lucky I reviewed some, and um, yeah, eventually sort of got into a groove, and uh, yeah, managed to get the team in a winning position. So. Yeah, that was still yeah, that was pretty hard, um, high up in my in
0: my uh, highlights of my um, short career. Yeah, uh, you've played two Test matches, nineteen twenties, and plenty of ODIs for your country. Did you always aim playing all three formats of the game? Um. Yeah, I think
1: uh, my body was always going to determine yeah. what, what what I could do, uh, but. It's, it's playing at the highest level. You'll be pretty lucky if you can pick and choose when you want to play. So for me, I think at that point, I had to just show myself that I could do it, um, in all formats and then maybe eventually sort of, uh, because Zimbabwe doesn't play much cricket. Yeah. Uh, it was all about trying to utilize as much international, uh, cricket as possible, uh, game time. So, um, yeah, it, it, it um, It didn't really, it wasn't a plan for me to play all formats, but it just ended up being that way because of the way things were.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you retired from international cricket last year. Was that a decision that you thought was probably coming, or?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it it took a bit of time, but uh, I sort of felt it coming uh, a fair way before I ended up doing it, but... um, you know, it was a culmination of a few things of the time and uh, obviously the, the enjoyment factor becomes really important um, and uh, that sort of, yeah, died for me at some point and I just couldn't carry on. So yeah. um, there was no point sticking around. Um, and then when, you know, we got suspended and all that stuff, it yeah. just made it easier because there wasn't going to be any cricket. Um, so it, that, the, the suspension wasn't really the main thing wasn't the main reason I retired. It was more
0: the, you know, the, the,
1: the enjoyment
0: factor of really just dying. Yeah, okay. Mm. And so, where are you at with your cricket now? You're obviously doing a bit of coaching now. College under-14s were lucky enough to have a session with you uh, late last year. So what's the go of your cricket at the moment?
1: Well, I did uh, make a comeback uh, in Premier Cricket with North Northcote and only lasted two games before I... I did my hamstring, so I'm currently on the sidelines yeah uh, okay. for the remainder of this season I'm not sure when I'll be back but uh, with the coaching i'm um, I'm at cutting edge now with yeah. uh, in bandura so I'm trying to you know help out a lot of uh, cricketers who um, obviously want to take their games to the next level, whether it's junior level trying to work on those basics and uh, trying to trying to help guys. Uh, understand, you know, and plan uh, uh, the innings and things like that, and, you know, the, and just try and think a little bit more about how we want to go about uh, with the progression, so some things that i thought would have been useful for someone like my, a younger version of myself, so that, that's pretty much what I'm trying to impart, um, and a bit of strategy, game planning, all that stuff, so yeah, yeah it's a bit it's exciting time at the moment, so... Uh, and then, yeah, a bit of study as well. So. Yeah, okay. and, uh, Doing That's some cool. business studies at RMIT, so, yeah, it's a bit,
2: bit busy. Oh, very good. Yeah. And uh, just going back to when you played for the College Cricket Club, you lived with Heath Schmidt, am I right?
1: That's correct. Uh, no, actually, I live with
2: uh, Lachlan Walk. Oh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Walkie. Yeah. But yeah. you're uh, good friends with Heda, we understand.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Heda... You know, He's like a, like a, like a brother to me, like a long, lifelong friend, I think. Uh, <laughs> my time in Hamilton was, you know, uh, I've made some really uh, lifelong friends that I like to catch up with, uh, definitely ever so often. So, Hira is, uh, you know, up there with the best of them, uh, Hammer, Walkie, yeah. uh, you know, the Theories, uh, the Westerns, uh, the Wilsons of this world, you know, you name it. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, pretty much all my guys from my time, the writings, um Yeah, I, I just, I'll never forget anyone, and I, I try and catch up with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Have there you,
2: you go. got any funny stories of Hader that, just to stitch him up on the show, we know he'll be listening? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, nah, I've got no funny stories, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure guys uh, still give Hida a, a bit of a hard time about the run out in the semi-final. Uh, but I actually don't remember anything about that story. I'm sure he'll be, he remembers more because he, everyone keeps reminding him. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, he, uh, he,
0: uh, yeah, he was a good man. I, I enjoy having a laugh with him. Ah, yeah, very he's, good. A, he's a funny man. No. He's great yeah, from the show as well.
1: Man,
0: yeah. Well, so thank you very much for your time. It's been a great insight for us. So thanks for coming on the show.
1: No worries, and
0: thanks for the invite, guys, and uh, good luck to you guys and all the best, Thank you. Cheers,
1: Sol. Thank
2: you. Just following on from this episode, we'd like to thank Sol once again for coming on. I'm sure all you guys will enjoy it. And uh, make sure you stay tuned for next week. We have a very, very big guest. So, uh, yeah, watch that space.